0: All right, if you have your Bible, open it up, please, to Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to begin our study there in just a moment. Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you all for being here today. Hopefully, everybody had a great night's sleep. It's great to see so many brothers and sisters in Christ with us. This past weekend, did you watch any football? I watched a little bit of football, college football. I had a good laugh, too, last Sunday. I was talking to someone here. I was so excited last Sunday because Illinois went 2-0 and last Sunday. They played... U- or last Saturday, they played the Yukon Corn Huskies or the Yukon Huskies. I messed it up again. I was corrected after services. Somebody said, you know, it's not the Yukon Huskers or Huskies. <laughs> I can't even do it right. I'm messing it up right now. But it was funny because someone said, you do know that you just mispronounced that team that they played and that they beat, right? And I said, I had no idea. Well, Illinois played again this past Saturday. I believe they played Eastern Michigan. I don't even know if they have a team there, but I guess they do, and they lost. And so I've made an ultimate decision now. I'm just renouncing my rights as a fan of the Fighting Illini. And I have decided that now on, from now on, I'm going to be I'm gonna be rooting for Texas A&M. I've made the decision. I, I've made the decision. You guys aren't going to remember anything else I preach the rest of the day except for that. But I do want you to focus on something here. Now, I'm going somewhere with this. It is football season. And when you think about football season, there are lots of different cliches and statements that coaches and players make. After a game, after someone wins, they often will say, well, we're going to be on to the next one. We've won this game. We're moving on to the next one. Sometimes people say, well, we played well, but there's a lot of room for improvement for us to make. Then there are times where players say, well, I, I didn't play well at all. And the responsibility, it's all on me. There's another phrase that has stood out to me in times past that players and coaches sometimes will say, and that is, do your job. If all the players simply do their job, then things are going to work out well. And I really like that statement there, not just respect to football, but I think there's something there uh, with respect to our families. You see, when a team works in unison and everybody does their respective jobs or their roles, then things typically will work out well. Well, think about that now when it comes to the family. When we think about our families, God has designed our families to function in a certain way. Fathers have responsibilities. Look at Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 4. He said, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Fathers have responsibilities. I have a responsibility as a father, and so do mothers. Mothers and fathers play a very pivotal role in the home. But that's not all. God has also given instructions to children as well. Children, you play a very important role in the home too. God has not just kind of excused you or or left you to be on the sidelines when it comes to your responsibilities and to your roles. And just for a few minutes this morning, I wanna talk about what God wants you to do. You have a job to do if you wanna describe it in that manner. And we find some instructions given to you in Ephesians chapter 6. And I want to focus on Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1, 2, and 3. I want you to notice that God has expectations for you. Do your job. And when you do your job, things are going to work out really well, not just for you, but for the entire family. All the thoughts are going to come from Ephesians chapter 6. And I want to begin with the very first word in verse number 1. I want you to notice where Paul said this. He said, children. And I thought that's interesting here. He says children. It appears that Paul suddenly seems to maybe disrupt his thought about what he had been talking about. And all of a sudden now he's talking about children. But when you go back and look at Ephesians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 4 in particular, he talks about how we are to walk in a manner that is worthy. He gives us instructions. In Ephesians chapter 5 in verse number 1 and 2, he reminds, reminded the saints about how they were to walk. In love, and he's going to give details about not walking in darkness. Later on in Ephesians chapter 5, he's going to talk about making sure that we walk circumspectly, that we walk carefully in all the things that we do. And so, as he talks about how we walk, he gives instructions to, to husbands and to wives and to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. And so, as you get to Ephesians chapter 6, he's not just suddenly coming across this, but in my mind, when I think about the writings of Paul, and maybe you do as well. I think about brothers, sisters, deacons, fathers, husbands, wives, slaves, masters. I think about those different types of relationships and instructions that he gives. But Paul also gave instructions when it came to children. And he emphasizes this beginning in verse number 1. And this is not the only place. If you quickly look over in Colossians chapter 3, Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 20, Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 20, as he's talking about relationships there as well, almost parallel to Ephesians chapter 6, he says, children, be obedient to your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. And so Paul gives instructions to children. One of the things that stood out to me, and you read the last part of, of Colossians chapter 4 and verse 16, these letters were to be read out loud to, to the brethren. As these letters are being circulated, they are to be read out loud. And no doubt Ephesians would have been read to the congregation as well as this letter in Colossians. And what stood out to me would be, or was, I wonder how the children perked up when they got to chapter 6. And they heard whoever was reading these letters, and they heard children. Children. I think that would be kind of interesting to be back there in the first century and reading through these letters. And all of a sudden, you, got, you have instructions given to you as well. It's not just for the fathers. It's not just for the mothers. God has instructions for you as children too. And so what's the point of all of this? Well, Paul begins by saying children, which means that you need to seriously take to heart what Paul is going to say to you as children. That you need to listen to what God has given you in his word that he cares about your soul, that he cares about your well-being. He has given you instructions, and so he expects you to know what those instructions are and to make sure that you do what it is that God wants you to do. So what else did he say? Well, go back to Ephesians chapter 6. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. So that's the second thought I want you to think about. What has God said to children? God wants you as children to obey your father and your mother. Your job, do your job, your responsibility is to obey your father and mother. Now, this is something that is not up for discussion. In fact, if you go back and look at Colossians 3 and verse 20, did you pick up on what Paul said there? And how you are to obey your father and mother in all things. So it's not just some of the things, but in all things, this is a command from God. Now, as young people, and depending on where you are in your life, you're not always going to understand some of the reasons behind this. And hopefully as you get older, you will. But nonetheless, this is your job. This is what God wants you to do. Obey your parents in the Lord. You see, the home is where you as young people are going to learn the importance of obedience, respect, And discipline. And this is why instructions are given to fathers. In verse number four, he said, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so, fathers, we have this responsibility. As parents, we have this responsibility. As children, you need to understand our responsibility and that we are teaching you to learn how to be obedient and respectful. And to understand the idea of discipline. Now, you look at the world, many young people in the world today are not necessarily concerned about being obedient to mom and dad. And many young people today kind of look at mom and dad and just kind of say, well, I know what they said here, but I'm not going to do that. And it's something that I think is, is, is almost pushed in our society. You look at television commercials and the dad appears to kind of fumble over things and is not really that smart or intelligent. And the children seem to have all the answers. Well, we know better than that. That's fantasy land. We need to know what the Bible has to say. Children, obey your parents. Obey your parents in the Lord. You know, it's interesting because I've done some lessons for young people here, and typically I will use some type of example of myself. But it's a little bit different now, now that mom is actually here. So I've got to be a little bit more careful with some of the things that I say. But mom knows this example, and maybe I've shared this with you before. I'll say it again. When I think about this passage, I think about a phrase: "Don't jump the fence." Don't jump the fence. We lived on East Michigan Street, right? That's where I learned how to swim. And there was a friend of mine, Jason. Jason and I, we were buddies. There was another young man named Pedro. The three of us, we would hang out. There was a fence behind the apartment complex, and we would often jump that fence to get to the mall down the street to play video games and things like that. So one day, I went out with Jason, and my mom said, "Ben, don't jump the fence." And I said, okay. I felt strong when I was in the house, but as soon as I left the house and Jason said, hey, let's go jump the fence. I said, yeah, let's go jump the fence. Well, I didn't make it over the fence. I actually got stuck on the fence. And as a result of that, I had to go limping back home to her. And she's a very lovely lady and very nice, but that kindness kind of disappeared for about five to 60 minutes. All right. And I got a little bit of a whooping if you want to describe it like that. So my thing that has stuck with me is don't jump the fence. Children, obey your parents. Listen to what mom and dad have to say. What they have to say is a really big deal. Obey your parents and the Lord. And The idea of in accordance with God's will. These are not just mere instructions. These are heavenly instructions. These are from God. And by submitting to your parents and being obedient to them, it's demonstrating that you're submitting to God, that you understand what God's will is for you. And so this is a a really big deal. When you listen to what the Holy Spirit has to say here, you need to understand how significant that really is, that you're listening to what your heavenly father wants you to do. And the fact that your mom and dad gives you Instructions, rules, limits, and even discipline. It doesn't mean that they hate you. It means that they actually care about you. It means that they're concerned for you. There are a lot of young people in the world today that don't receive any instruction from mom and dad. And what a terrible thing that really is. Children. Obey your parents in the Lord. Now, the biggest question that I receive, that Nikki receives at home when we ask sometimes of our young son to do something, you guys know what the question is? All the parents know what it is. They're already shaking their heads, yes. You know what it is. Why? Why do I have to do this? For this is right. There's your answer right there, all right? Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Why? I don't want to do this. Here's why. For this is right. It's the right thing for you to do. Do your job. Obey your father and mother. God has designed the home in the perfect way. When fathers, when I listen to what God has to say, my life is going to be better. Our lives as a family is going to be better. When wives listen to what God has to say and moms listen to what God has to say, our, our families are going to benefit. Young people, when you listen to what God has to say, you play a very pivotal role in your house. Obey your parents in the Lord. Why? For this is right. It's the right thing for you to do. And to know that you can be pleasing to God, it's a really big deal. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, period. He goes on to say in verse number two, honor your father and mother. Honor your father and mother. So despite saying obey your parents, he then adds something else and he says honor. Honor your father and mother. Now, what Paul does here, he says, which is the first commandment with a promise so that I may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So when he says the first commandment with a promise, where's he going back to? You guys know he's going back to Exodus chapter 20. When God gave the Ten Commandments back in Exodus chapter 20, and this was one of those commandments, to honor your father and mother. I believe it was the fifth commandment. To honor is to to value, to esteem. You need to value your parents. You need to honor them. You need to respect them. You need to appreciate them. And I think there's something powerful here, with the idea of obey your parents in the Lord and honor your father and mother. One can obey but not necessarily give honor. A child can obey what mom and dad say, but often we can do it or young people can do it with the wrong attitude. And so this is such a big deal that he says, honor your father and mother that you may live long on the earth. He says, which is the first commandment with the promise before that, he says, so that it may be well with you. This is a really big deal in the eyes of God. This is how serious it really is. You want things to be well with you? (laughs) You want to have a good life? Honor your father. And your mother. These instructions are not to be taken lightly. How you honor your parents will have a, a, a vast or big impact upon your life. It's interesting, you go back to Exodus chapter 21, there are some laws there as well. In Exodus chapter 21 and verse number 15, Exodus chapter 21 and verse number 15. In Exodus 21 and verse 15, he says, he who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. Verse 17, he who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. So God was not playing when he said, honor your father and mother, because it could actually change the lifespan uh, or how long you might live. This is a really big deal in the Old Testament and certainly is still a big deal for us today. As young people, I want you to know this. The instructions, the discipline, the rules your parents give you are for your benefit. You need to make sure that you understand that. And as they teach you to honor God, that's what they're going after. They want you to honor God. They want you to learn how to be obedient to God and to fear God and to avoid sin while they're doing all of this. They're going to help you with the kind of life you can actually live, the quality of life that you can actually live. You can look around in the world today, and you can see the difference, the sad difference at times where individuals who ignore the wisdom of God, who don't listen to instruction, and the pitfalls and the dangers and the hurt and the challenges that they actually have to endure. Honor your father and mother. Respect them. Honor them in your speech insults to your mom and dad, curse words, complaining, those should never be uttered. Those things need to be avoided at all times. Telling your mom and dad to be quiet or to shut up is a no-no. That's not honoring father and mother. That's disrespectful. Honor your father and mother in your timeliness. When they ask you to do something, they, they want you to do something. And the way you can honor them is by listening to what they want you to do and by doing it in the way that they want you to do it. How you even go about obeying and following through with what they want is going to go a long way in you demonstrating honor to them. Honor them even when you disagree. And that can be challenging sometimes. When you may want to do something and they're telling you, no, you need to go this way. No, you can't wear that. No, we don't want you being out with that guy or that that young woman anymore. You need to honor them even when there may be some disagreements. And this is preparing you for something called Life. You're going to face challenges in life. You're going to have to learn how to submit to others in life. And the home is where you can begin to learn and to understand the significance of authority and instruction and going in the right path. Why? Because it's right. Why? So that your, your life may be well. So that you may live long days. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, that you may live long on the earth. Now, while this is a lesson for young people, it's not just a lesson for them. It's a lesson for me. It's a lesson for all the other fathers. It's a lesson for all the other moms. Children, you need to do the job God has given you, and I need to do the job God has given me. I need to make sure that I'm being obedient to my heavenly father as a father. And so this means that as parents, we have to do our job as well. This means that we need to begin at an early age to teach our children about obedience, the significance, the importance of obedience as parents and to God. We will need to help them to to see the importance of discipline and instruction. And there has to be this healthy balance, right? Where we're not provoking our children, but we are disciplining them in a spirit of love. And in the same manner that God disciplines us and, 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 and handles us, we need to do the same thing with our children. We need to do it in a spirit of love. But we are going to have to discipline them from time to time. And we're all, we are going to have to give them guidance. We have to bring them up, as he said in verse 4, in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So, children, you need to know that not only do you have a job, but we have a job as well. And we're not always perfect at our jobs. I understand that completely. And we have to be obedient to our Heavenly Father. It's not always going to be easy for you. And it's not always going to be easy for us as parents to do our job. But nonetheless, we are called to do that. That's who we are called to be. Children, God has given you instructions. So take these instructions to heart. Memorize these passages here. Because they will serve you both well now and in eternity. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so thankful for the children you have given us. Indeed, they are a blessing from you. Help us, Father, to give them back to you one day. Help us, Father, to to raise them up and to teach them who you are, who your son is, the value of your scriptures, the importance of authority. Help us, Father, to encourage one another as parents, as husbands, as wives, to to raise our children in the proper way. Help us as fathers at this time to lead our families wisely. Help us as couples to love one another so that our children will see what love is all about. And help us, Father, to never never depart from what you have given us in your word. Your word is always right. Your way is always right. Help us never to be deceived by the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll begin Bible classes at 9.50.